Hello and welcome to our latest in our series of DTCC's Institutional uh, Trade Processing podcast series related to all things CSDR, post-trade processes and obviously focused on automation and operational efficiency. So I'm Matt Johnson, part of ITP's EMEA Product Management and Industry Relations team and I'm very glad to be joined today by someone that I've spent probably in the best part of the last six months working very closely with, Simon Hughes. So Simon is a director within ITP's newly created consulting services. So Simon, welcome and first and foremost, how are you? Uh, I'm very good MJ, thank you very much indeed and thanks very much for inviting me to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have new faces and new voices on these podcast series. So I guess, uh, so first and foremost, um, what is your background and how did you become a consultant? Yeah, a little bit of an interesting piece for me. Um, but my background, I've had about 30 odd years in within financial services. Uh, much of that has been within the post-trade space and, and actually post-settlement space, so asset services. My experience is primarily within custodian, buy side, but also working with vendors. Getting into consultancy really sort of came about through me wanting to broaden my own horizons a little bit, a little bit beyond operational management within a within a single firm. And DTCC Consulting Services sort of created a, a great opportunity for me, not just to have impact uh, for, for clients, positive impact for clients, but, but actually from a DTCC perspective, potential to, to really be part of shaping market practice as a whole, which is a, an amazing opportunity. And obviously, this is a podcast, so I'm looking at Simon now. You guys can't see him. But if you was to look at his boyish face, you would never believe he's been in the industry for 30 years. You would never believe that comment. So uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd get that out there for you. Um, so I guess getting back to subject, as we probably should. So, so why did institutional trade processing decide to create consulting services? In all honesty, I think that there's a real opportunity for DTCC to enhance the client experience of DTCC itself. The products are great. The great community is great. So you've got products like Alert, CTM, DXM, etc. You know, there's a great team supporting all those products. But there does seem to be a bit of an opportunity to work closer with clients, like truly understanding post-trade needs, post-trade, you know, any pain points, uh, any efficiency gains, etc. That, that that could be made. And CSDR is a, is a great example, actually, as, as we move into that and talk, talking about that. Uh, it's a terrific use case uh, or a catalyst for clients to, to just assess what their end-to-end processing capabilities are, also how they'll adopt to, to new capabilities that are, are required to handle things such as fail penalties that haven't been in the marketplace really before, not in, not in this uh, as we're expecting them to be. So DTCC Consultant Services is uniquely placed to be able to help clients identify these post-trade challenges and pain points, really as a result of the community adoption of the ITP product suite. But it gives us a great insight into what the overall industry trends are and, and challenges are, which is absolutely unique uh, within the marketplace. So we have, you know, we have the ability to recognise and drive industry best practice, as well as just providing pure, what people would say, run-of-the-mill consultancy elements. Understood. And, and you mentioned before around about like some of the successes that have been had in the repository and derivative services space for the global trade repository, the GTR, lots of things going on in that space. And, you know, we've had EMIR, we've had EMIR2, we've got MIFID2, we've also got more recently SFTR. And I know you guys have been, I would say, probably more ingrained in that part of our business rather than the ITP side. So you're able to elaborate or share some of the successes that we've had in the RDS space. 
Yeah, sure. Certainly the, the RDS focus has been sort of our initial success points and ITP is following closely behind. We've seen very significant interest in the services that we, that we can provide for our RDS clients. We've got two large programs of work already underway and that's sort of helping institutions enhance maybe their existing regulatory controls and processes, but also helping them recognize the scale and the detail of change that, that is in the regulatory pipeline to come. Interesting, very interesting. I guess one thing for obviously I know I know the answer to this question, but something I know a lot of folk out there will be more interested to hear about is how do we go about identifying potential clients? You know, and more importantly, once you've identified a client, obviously you go and help them with the consultancy services. But is this service open to all clients? Can a client call us and say, you know what, this seems like a great idea. Could you come and talk to me about what you can do for my firm? Yeah, so the services are absolutely open to all clients. Uh, and I'm sure everyone at DTCC would be delighted if the business was to come through in, in that way. We're absolutely open for clients to call, call us. So, and we've employed a few different routes to identify potential clients. Anything from sort of regulation focused workshops through to one to one conversations between relationship managers and clients. As we move forward with the uh, CSDR proposals and offerings, we'll definitely use those as a part of our capabilities. But what we do have is a very, very robust set of data. And we use the analytics like ITP scorecard capability to identify clients. These trade processes may appear to be putting them at higher risk of failed trades and consequent penalties. So it, it sort of it will prompt that conversation for us to have with them to see if there are the elements that we can help with. I see. I mean, you've touched on something obviously very close to my heart. Obviously, everybody knows me about banging on about CSDR for the best part of the last 18 months. But you've also you've mentioned regulation. You've mentioned also process efficiency projects as well. So do we only help with efficiency projects or is it broader? You know, can we help clients navigate upcoming regulations? It is definitely broader, but we're absolutely not trying to be all things to all people. So operational efficiency is a, is a key element. For example, when we're considering regulations such as CSCR, that's absolutely fundamental to ensuring that, that penalties aren't unnecessarily uh, encountered. But the quality of our, our services and the fact that we are expert-led, so that they're the key components to our approach. And absolutely the primary concern for us is to ensure that clients get the outcome that is absolutely right for them. And for me, this is a perfect time to launch such a service. Obviously, I'm going to bring it back to CSDR because that's what I do. Um, and in regards to the preparation for CSDR, so where are we now? We're in March. So we are 10, 11 months away from the implementation of the discipline regime. And I know, we know, and the market knows that there's various firms, various sectors of the industry that are at different levels of their preparation for when this regulation hits quite hard. Um, come February 2022 next year. And, and something that, that is very key for me is obviously we, we, there's still some unknowns. I think everybody will stand up now and say, we're confident that the foul trade penalty regime will kick in, you know, and as you start to foul trade post February 1st, 2022, you know, they will be penalised for trades that, that fail to settle or intended settlement date. But the buy-in piece is still a really unknown piece. And obviously, at the moment, all eyes are on the European Commission's review of the, of the CSDR regulation itself. And obviously the buying regime is a core part of that review. And we may not get the answers to that review 
until possibly Q3, Q4 this year, which does kind of leave people in limbo a bit. But I guess the message I do want to get across to our client base and those that are taking the time to listen is preparation still needs to go on. We can't stop. We need to prepare for buy-ins. We need to prepare for failed transactions. But most importantly, we need to start to look at how to prevent these things from happening. And obviously, you've mentioned about the consultancy services. We can target clients' inefficiencies from a post-trade perspective using a core suite of analytics and data, like you've, like you've correctly mentioned. And again, for me, that's where the, the focus should always be, because I've said it before and I'll say it again. A failed transaction can't be bought in and it can't be penalized. But that's enough of me rabbiting on. I do have one eye on the clock. and I know we are probably running short on time. But a final question for you, Simon, is from a consultancy or consulting services perspective, what does success look like? Success is fairly straightforward in my personal view. So it's it's a happy client and a client that is looking to, to provide repeat business to us. That's the, the key to our success, really. Perfect. And as I said, one eye on a time, I think we are now coming up to the close. So again... Simon Hughes, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, always extremely interesting. And we wish you all the best with the new consulting services for the ITP business perspective. Uh, so this is me, Matt Johnson from ITP EMEA Product and Industry Relations. Thanking you again for taking the time and we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Take care and stay safe.